If you're looking to get one-on-one help with preparing for your next job search, get clarity on your career goals, or targeted help for salary negotiations, I would love to work with you. Just click the discovery call link in the episode description so we can get started and work together. I'm Merritt Fields, and you're listening to the Career Gems Podcast. Today, I'm talking to you all about how you can find your passion and interest in your career. If you've been feeling like things have been out of whack with your passions and you haven't been in sync, then this is especially for you. Hello again, and welcome to the Career Gems Podcast. My name is Merritt Fields, and I help professional women of color purposefully and successfully pivot their careers and navigate workplace challenges. If you're a longtime follower, so glad you're here. If you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm glad you're here as well and allow me to introduce myself. I am a career coach, a strategist, and an expert of all things career. When it comes to overcoming the many career challenges that arise, I know what works. I alleviate professional women of color's frustration of trying to navigate workplace challenges all by themselves. I help motivated, ambitious, career-minded women of color to stop playing small and start going after their true desires to elevate their careers. I like to say I'm a career connoisseur. I'm SHRM SCP certified. I have over 15 years of professional and HR experience. And I have a lived experience as a Black woman and have seen firsthand challenges that women of color face in the professional world. So I understand what hiring managers are looking for, and I teach y'all how to market and promote your unique skill sets by using your authentic voice. Essentially, child, I help you secure the bag and get your dream job. In this space, every single month, I have a guest speaker talk about a special topic, and we are going to be dropping knowledge, we're going to be sharing all things career, and most importantly, sharing our stories, experiences, and also giving you all some advice. All right, so we're going to kick off with the guest speaker of the month. In this episode, I spoke with a very long-time friend, Carolyn Pitt. Carolyn is an intellectual property and entertainment attorney with significant experience in human capital management, consulting, strategy, and business development. She previously practiced law at Alston and Bird LLP and received her BS in psychology from Vanderbilt University and her JD from American University, Washington's College of Law. Carolyn is also the founder and CEO of Productions.com, a job marketplace for production professional that connects studios, music labels, and corporate brands to vetted local production talent. The company advocates for production professionals of all backgrounds and is proud to intentionally level the playing field for women and professionals of color who are underrepresented in the entertainment industry. Immediately prior to the passage of the CARES Act, Carolyn addressed the U.S. Senate and House Subcommittee for Small Business and Entrepreneurship to advocate for stimulus funding for the film industry and unrepresented founders. 
She also participated in two small business roundtables at the behest of the Biden-Harris campaign in October 2020. Carolyn was recognized as a recipient of Google's inaugural Black Founder Fund and was named 2019 Entrepreneur of the Year by Involve Global. Super excited to introduce our guest this month, Carolyn Pitt. When I tell you, you want someone who knows you before your glow up, this is a person for me. Carolyn and I go way, way back, like eight tracks. She was actually one of my first bosses ever in life, but it was never one of those boss type of situations or experiences. But I'm super excited. Carolyn, welcome to the show. So glad that you are here. Thank you very much for having me. And I have to chuckle. Anybody who knows Merritt knows that she's never really had a boss. So we actually worked very closely (laughs) together and it is a joy to join you today. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, I'm really excited because our topic for today is really about finding your passions and finding your interests. And I think that your story and your journey is one that is going to be super inspiring. And I think it's really going to help a lot of people too, because there's so many negative or common misperceptions about what your career path is. But we'll get into that a little bit later. One of the things I love to do with my new guests and anytime I have a guest on the show is I like for folks to get to know you a little bit better. And we do that through the lightning round. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you just this or that type of questions and you're going to answer them with the first thing that comes to mind. Does that sound good to you? That sounds exciting. Okay. Some of these are hard, too, so just get ready. All right. Your favorite movie? I'm going to have to go with Black Panther. Yeah, it's a good one. R.I.P. Chadwick. England or Jamaica? Oh, now that's a hard one. (laughs) I have to go with Jamaica. So for those who are listening who don't know me, which probably is most of you, used to live in England, families from the Caribbean, and so I've loved for both places. But I'm a sunshine girl, and I also really love my culture. So most definitely Jamaica, but always swing by England when I can, too. There you go. Hugs or kisses? You know what? Hugs. Because I can get those from everybody. I don't want kisses from everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. (laughs) Favorite animal? Favorite animal? Puppy. Your favorite board game? Monopoly. All the money. All of it, right? Sweet or savory? Hmm, I'm going to go with savory. Favorite season? I really love summer. I guess the whole island girls thing again. There it is. Favorite song? Oh, you know what? I can't answer that because I'm definitely a music person. I have way too many. So like most reggae, most jazz, (laughs) lots of hip hop, all of it. Okay. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I would be able to teleport. And that means go anywhere and any time that I choose. God, I would love to do that. A sport that you wish you could play. You know, I think I would be a wicked 100 meter runner. But I can't. <laughs> so I, that would be it if I could pick it out of the air. Okay. Your favorite vacation spot. Can I do two? I suppose. Okay. I'll be quick. The two places that are my favorite that I've been so far, Cuba and Cape Town. Yeah. Those are on my list. Both are. Your favorite flower. I'm going to go with African violet. And those of you who know, no. <laughs> there it is. Your favorite reality TV show. You know what's funny? I have been watching Love and Marriage Huntsville, and I don't know why. I used to live in Huntsville, and my sister still lives there, and that could be it. But yeah, that's my Saturday night ratchet thing to do during the pandemic. 
Yes, everyone has a guilty pleasure with reality TV. Most people don't want to admit it, but everyone does have one. <laughs> All right, last question. Your celebrity crush. Whoa. You know what? I don't know that I have one right now. I know that's not what you wanted to hear. It wasn't. I was looking for the tea. I know. You know what? So I'll follow up, though, because I have a feeling that there's something in there that I've repressed. I'm going to end up meeting him. So <laughs> you. Probably. Okay, that concludes the lightning round. One of the things I want to do is transition and just have you share more about you. I think one of the things is I'd love if you can just give us an overview of your background, your career, your first job, what you were doing then and what you're doing now versus what you were doing then. Did you even think you were going to be on this path? Oh, that's so much to unpack. I guess I'll start at the beginning. The first job that I consider myself as having had, I sold seasoned popcorn to college students. Mm. <laughs> My dad was a college professor and I was an entrepreneur from the age of six. I realized that a cute little girl with pigtails could sling a lot of popcorn and make some cash. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. And I guess the irony is, yeah, it kind of led me to where I am today. I, today I'm an entrepreneur, no longer selling popcorn still owning my own enterprise and going out there to conquer the world. And did I think I'd be where I am now then? Probably. I've always really believed that I could do whatever I put my mind to. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that have happened between those two points in time, which we can get into. But I would say, yeah, if you talk to that little six-year-old, she probably would have thought she'd own her own business one day. Yeah. Let's talk about the in-between before you got to where you are now, because your background, you have a law degree. And then, yeah, tell us more about your background. I know you have a law degree, but I'd love for you to share just more about even that journey and then how you pivoted from having your law degree to now owning your entire business that is not <laughs> really, I mean, I guess in a lot of ways it's not related, but I think you always have a through line there. So I'd be curious mm -hmm. for you to share more about that as well. Of course. So yeah, I decided to go to law school after undergrad. It took a couple of years to work in between. And then when I graduated from law school, I worked for a large law firm. I was an intellectual property litigator, also practiced entertainment law. And while it was interesting and engaging and, you know, helped me to really have to use my brain all day, every day, it wasn't as fulfilling. And the time commitment was ridiculous. And mm. so I practiced law for four and a half years officially at that firm, and then decided I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to spend my nights and my weekends billing hours and, you know, yeah. stuck in the firm and not really seeing people. So from there, I went on to do management consulting and strategy work. I worked for a nonprofit, which is where you and I met, mm -hmm. with young people and making sure that they had the right skills to go out and market themselves in the world. And then, you know, one day it occurred to me I live in Atlanta. Atlanta is the busiest production hub in the world. There's more yes. content shot here than anywhere else. And sometimes folks are surprised to learn that. However, my clients, my friends, the people I know who live and work here struggle to find work, which didn't make any sense to me because again, we've got more work than anyone. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to dig in and do a little research and start going to meetings in town for folks who work in production. Come to find out, it is the number one issue at the top of every meeting. Why can't anybody find any work? Mm. And so long story short, I did some more recon and found out this is the way that it is across the U.S. and in Canada and in other parts of the world as well that are production hubs. Staffing within the industry is really inefficient. 
It's also very inequitable. And so I decided to create a platform to change that. Yeah. So tell me more about just, you knew you had passions, you knew you had interests. What was the process to get to that place? So even when you were in law school, you were like, all right, let's try entertainment law. Let's do intellectual property law. And you were in the, the law firm for four years and you're just like, Mm-mm, this is not, <laughs> this isn't it. How did you get to the place where you were like, you know what? Like, I actually want to pursue my passions and interests. And then I also want to talk about like the emotional piece to that, too, because I think there is a lot of fear. There is a lot of hesitancy when you're talking about especially being an entrepreneur and everything falls on your shoulder. So even if folks are interested in being an entrepreneur or pivoting into a different industry, how did you take that step? How did you make those pivots to find those passions and those interests? Yeah, all great questions. I'll tackle the passion part first. I think we intuitively know what it is that we want to do, even if we can articulate it or haven't Mm -hmm. fully self-actualized and realize it. And so when I was an undergrad, when I was in law school, I was taking classes related to media, entertainment, film, TV, along with my other core classes. Mm -hmm. Even when I was practicing law at a very large law firm, on the side, I was drafting scripts and coming up with treatments. And so my passion has always been writing and content and TV and film. And so not only consuming, but creating the content has been that red thread, that theme throughout. And once I stopped and listened to myself, I realized that's where I really want to be. That's where I find my joy. I think you're right that you do have to have the courage and the confidence to acknowledge that and then Mm -hmm. to figure out, well, what does that mean and what do I do with it? For some people that might mean changing careers, it might mean going back to school, or it might mean creating something completely out of thin air like I have done, deciding that that's what you're gonna do and jump in feet first. And I think it does take courage and I think everybody you know, has to find within themselves not only the courage to do it, but the right timing to do it in. And so for me, it meant going to an incubator in the evening, so I had a corporate day job during the day, and then I would go down to a place in downtown Atlanta where I took classes along with other women of color to learn more about wireframing and building your own site and customer discovery and figuring out how does one create a platform and ensure that we have product market fit and that we are making something that people want to not only use but pay money for. For me, it was about finding the right time and the right resources to get down that path to get to where I am today, which is as the CEO of a company called Productions.com. It's amazing. And (laughs) I feel like I told you this all the time, but I just, you know, congratulations. It's so exciting to see this when people are able to just put their passions and interests into something that has flourished the way that it has. So again, congratulations. It's just so awesome to see. Likewise, it's it's always a joy. And I know this is a passion and something you've always been really good at. So I'm excited to watch your journey as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I do love talk. And I feel like it's one of the things that we got to work on when we were in our nonprofit days, making mm-hmm. seven cents a year. Um, <laughs> I think I only had six at the time. <laughs> you know, where we just, one of the pennies had a hole in it and we could barely, <laughs> we couldn't even afford that then. But I do think, you know, there's just something about making sure people of color, but especially women mm-hmm. of color, just have a platform and support for those things, like for them to be able to pursue whatever those passions are. I'm curious. I want to know some of the challenges because 
I feel like we're in this place, especially because of social media, that people just get to see the finished product. And I think that people don't enough have conversations or hear enough about conversations about just the adversity and really tenacity and grit that has to come behind some of these things. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious about some of the challenges that you face. How did you overcome those challenges? Yeah. You know, it seems as though whenever we have the chance to talk about building, the challenge commentary comes up. And a lot of times it has to do with people underestimating us Mm -hmm. or undervaluing us. And it's not any different in this case. You know, one of the statistics that I share that surprises people is that in the venture capital world, only 0.0006% venture capital dollars are distributed and invested in black women and their company every year. So we're less than a percentage point. Mm -hmm. And if you look at loans, if you look at the lack of intergenerational wealth, capital as a whole is not as accessible for black women and our businesses. And so I say that's a challenge that I am always very vocal about. Inequity is an issue no matter where you are, but when it comes to not even having the fuel to make your vehicle go, that's a problem. I've heard someone say most folks don't even want to give Black folks enough money to fail properly. Now, I'm not out here attempting to fail, but I understood what she meant, which is they've got to be able to see our worth and invest in our businesses as they do everyone else. When people think of founders, they may not think of us, but we too are incredible, amazing founders. So I'd say being underestimated and working within a system that not only denies us capital, but still doubts that we can do what we do. I will tell you, one of my superpowers is underestimate me. We'll see how that goes. Underestimate me, I'm gonna knock it out of the park and surprise you every time. So I think you have to turn the thing on its head. Uh-huh. Is that how you feel like you overcame that challenge? Because I mean, I feel like it, you should brag on yourself too about all of the capital that you have been able to raise in spite of the statistic that you just shared. So I'm curious about how you were able to overcome those challenges. Yeah, you know what I would say? Believe in yourself, know that you bring excellence in what you do and find your tribe. So for me, it's been about really building networks and bridges and then focusing on my craft and the excellence that I can bring from it. So we're very fortunate that we've received investment from Google and recently from Morgan Stanley and from some other investors as well that have really enabled us to grow and scale and continue to be a huge player in the marketplace. And it's because I think of relationships and also in thinking outside the box of who our partners could and should be. And we're now at a point where folks who are interested in being a part of our story, we can decide who we want to bring along as potential partners versus the other way around. So it is a fortunate turn of events for now. It's not over though, you know, just like everyone else, I'm still out here building, still out here making tough decisions and just really excited to have some incredible partners working alongside us. Yeah. I feel like that that is one of the places that you reach a pinnacle in your business. I definitely share that feeling about when you can actually be selective about who you're working with. It's a great feeling. It really is because you realize, I think it kind of breathes even more breath of fresh air and confidence in knowing that you're not desperate and you never are. And I even think even outside of the entrepreneur world, when you're talking about even working in your nine to five, like you still aren't desperate. You don't have to take a job that doesn't align well with what you need and your values. It's the same concept. So yeah, it's, that's a good feeling. That's one of my goals in working with anyone is like, I want every single person that I work with to walk away and have that feeling of knowing Mm -hmm. there's no desperation. You're not desperate for anything. 
you bring value. And so people should be honored to have it. Absolutely. My last question for you is around advice. So what is the best advice? And maybe you answered this, but it could either be your best advice, unwritten rule, or something that you're most proud of that you've either learned or something that you've received that you feel like has made a really big impact in your career. You know, it's really the a couple of bits of advice that I have are pretty simple, but they're not. So they're simple in that they're not hard concepts, but I think it's harder to actually apply them. Mm-hmm. The first one is to bet on yourself. I think a lot of folks, it's easier to work when you're working for that gold watch, to work for a corporate job and to stay in that same job for 10 years, although very few people do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. But to actually step outside the box, go back to school or take a second job on the side or create a side hustle. That takes guts and it means you're betting on yourself and you're going outside of the traditional conventional way of doing things. And you may not know what's on the other side. So you could be taking that leap of faith and halfway down the cliff, realize that you don't have that safety net or that rope that you thought you had in your hand. So I'd say bet on yourself and do it in a way that doesn't take away from your safety and security. So if you need to still work while building a business, great. 90% of black women are still working when building their own businesses. And I was no different. However, bet on yourself and know that you can bring to fruition the brilliance that you want to see out there in the world. And don't let anybody dissuade you from that notion. Mm-hmm. Also, just fun fact, Carolyn is also a mama, just like I am. And so I just like, listen, y'all, if you really want to do it, you, you will figure it out. Find a way. And you will um, find knows, a way. I normally had my little boy strapped on my back and mm-hmm. with me, most of the things that I was doing and most of the places that I went. And that's great because you know what? He got a chance to see his mom crushing things and slaying dragons. And I think that's helped to develop him into the incredible teenager that he is today. That's what I feel. I just feel like, you know, again, like it's okay to expose children and people to hustle and grit and grind that is how you get there my favorite analogy is always like if y'all don't think that Beyonce is out here grinding it out (laughs) listen if Queen B can do it (laughs) we all can't right and she had two at one time so I don't even know I mean I still am like homecoming is after her maternity leave if that's not inspiration (laughs) I don't (laughs) don't know what it is (laughs) if that is not inspiration to come back from maternity leave with two children at one time and make that listen if that's not inspiration girl I don't know what it is for you say that it's true first thank you so much I really appreciate you sharing you know your thoughts your story all of those things if folks want to be able to get in touch with you learn more about your business obviously I'll put this in the notes, but if you want to also just share that, please do so. And any upcoming things you also want to preview for folks, go ahead and share those. Sure, thanks. You can find us at productions.com. We are the talent marketplace that connects studios and music labels and corporate brands to vetted local crew across the US and Canada. If you yourself are looking to hire production crew or if you are a talented production professional looking for work, Go ahead and check us out. It is completely free for folks who are seeking jobs to create profiles and add their sizzle reels and be considered for opportunities right away. You can find me on IG or on Twitter. My handle is Pitesque, P-I-T-T-E-S-Q-U-E, and I look forward to following you back.
Perfect. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. And of course, you all, I hope that you guys have a great rest of today and stay tuned for our next session next month. Thanks. So this concludes today's episode. I hope this reminds you that you always have known your passions and interests. It's just a matter of if you're giving yourself permission to pursue them. 